we all have these opportunities of driving through the city centre and it's very difficult to see people struggling. And there was a, there was a memorial held in downtown Edmonton on Monday and uh, it made me think very much about the Boyle Street Community Services community and everybody who's there and joining us to talk about how and why they needed to have a memorial service on Monday is uh, is someone very special who's joining us on the show and as I said it's a, it's a hard topic to talk about but it's got to be addressed because it, it just if this is what it's like during the summer months I can only I can only imagine how horrible it's going to be coming up this winter and Lena Meadows is joining us she's the senior manager of adult programming at Boyle Street Lena hello how are you and thanks for joining us Hi, I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Fine, thank you. Tell everybody about the service that was held on Monday and why. Yeah, so this past Monday we held our quarterly memorial, and so we do these quarterly throughout the year at Boyle Street, and the purpose behind them is to honour the individuals that access our services, our community members that have lost their lives. Um, So this memorial that we had honoured folks who passed away from the middle of June to the first week of October, and it was unprecedented, Bryn, the amount of folks that we had that died. We had 118 individuals who died during this period that we were honoring at this memorial, which is just shocking. And this is kind of over the summer period, and the winter is coming. It just, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's really hard to even describe how I feel about it because I, sometimes we forget that there are people struggling in the downtown core and all over, but 118 people why is there there's got to be a major reason why is this all is it all drug use or what is this lena it's a it's a mixture of things you know i think the biggest thing that we're seeing obviously is is drug poisoning from individuals but this is also a result of inadequate housing this is a result of you know our community members not having shelter options that they feel safe and comfortable at um and and places even in the public that our community can go where they're welcome where there can be an eye on people 90 sorry 85 percent of these people died in a public area in our city so that means on a bus bench in a park on a sidewalk that is such a high number of people to be dying in the public now is it more men than women is there a breakdown it's more men than women um it's about 60 percent men than it is women and it's also a high number of indigenous people in comparison to non-indigenous people so there's two ways of looking at this one is what can we do and then the other one is how do we if we see something what can we do like i i I, do you want to take the first one on first like what do you think people can do in general to help I think the biggest thing that I would encourage is is check on folks, especially when we're in the downtown or even not in the downtown. If you see somebody, just check on them. Make sure they're okay. Um, another big thing is naloxone kits. They're free at our local pharmacies. Um, you can stop. You can pick one up. You can reach out to our agency if you're interested in getting training on how to use those. Or if you're not comfortable in using them, just having one on you can save somebody's life. But the biggest thing I would I would recommend is just check on folks. Make sure they're okay. See if see if they're doing all right. Sometimes people are afraid to get involved we we know those stories we've, we've heard them a million times before but are there numbers where people can call if they think that somebody's in distress i'm guessing if i saw somebody that i thought was in obvious distress i would stop i'd like to think i would but some people just won't do that right they, they're looking for somebody else to help is there a number where people can reach out Absolutely. We created a service in partnership with Reach Edmonton and Hope Mission specifically for this. Um, you can call 211, press 3, 
Um, you don't even have to get out of your vehicle. You just have to give the location of where you saw somebody that you think they might need some help. And one of the teams from Hope Mission or Boyle Street will come out, check on people. If they're good, they can transport them to another location. They have warm clothes. They have, you know, food, uh, harm reduction supplies, hygiene supplies. Um, they can just check on people if they might need that assistance. So you don't have to. We talked about the gender breakdown here, but the thing that's very stunning to me is the age discrepancy. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the oldest. Let's sadly talk about the youngest first, though. That's that's tragic. Yeah, the the youngest person that we had died during this quarter was 14 years old, which I think is just shocking when you consider what a 14-year-old would have to be going through to lose their lives on our streets. Um, the oldest person was 76. So, again, a 76-year-old person who died on our streets. And I think when you look at that range of, of ages, it's just, it really puts it into perspective for you. I think we can sometimes have this idea of who is someone experiencing homelessness. And I think that breakdown of numbers really shows us that it's happening across the lifespan. Well, you know, how many people are using the services of, of the Boyle Street uh, organization? You know, we can upwards in a month see anywhere from 10,000 to 11,000 unique visits in one month, which, again, just shows you how much the need is growing um, and just how much more resources we need out there for folks. The thing that was amazing to me was the setup that you did. Everybody had a picture, and it was very sobering to me. It, uh, well, the, the mood of everybody, they're obviously very downcast, but it, we have to, I guess we have to, this is an easier way for people to notice, I guess, sadly, that, that we're, we're missing people. A hundred percent. I think, you know, we talk about numbers and we talk 18 numbers, but when you, when you see 118 photos, yeah. it, it really is shocking to you. And it reminds you that when we talk about numbers, that these aren't just numbers. These are people, these are individuals. This was a mother, a son, a father, a friend, um, and, and really reminds us to, to individualize and to humanize the crisis that we're going through and to humanize the idea of homelessness. Um, it was it was a really sad day, and our, our staff and our community have never experienced loss like we're experiencing right now. Um, and so I think our hearts are very heavy, and we're just, we're really struggling and just, you know, wanting to draw attention to what, what is happening on the ground here. There's also a big change in the downtown core because, you know, organizations are on the move, and that, how, how is that working out for you? You know, it's been a, a really unprecedented time in our organization's history, and with the closure of our downtown community center, it, it caused us to relocate our services and spread them out. Um, and so our teams are really out there trying to find people again, trying to get them reconnected to services, um, and we're really relying on our community partners and community agencies to, to support people, you know, in that interim while we were relocating. Um, but we're all kind of settled again, and we're, we're back to doing the work that we were doing um, just in a different way now. People volunteer as well to help out? Absolutely. We, we love volunteers. We rely heavily on our volunteers, um, and we have a fantastic volunteer coordinator. You can reach out through our website if you're interested in getting involved um, and helping out in any way that you can. Lena, how long have you been involved with the organization? Um, I've been with Boyle Street going on eight years now. And is it always the same? Do you see some improvement? Are there positive stories? I know we hear a lot about the negative stories, but uh, what's your take over the eight years you've been with the organization? Absolutely. There's there's so many positive stories and positive change. And I think that's what our organization is always working towards. Um, I think what's important to note is we have this idea of like what success looks like. But sometimes, you know, seeing somebody every day and building a relationship with them is success. But we also have re a really great social enterprise where we get people employed. We have great housing programs where we get people housed and stable. And, and some of them come back to be volunteers or even employees within our agency. Um, and so 
that success is totally possible. So to kind of wrap things up here a little bit, uh, you've got frontline workers and there's grassroots organizations that you're working with, but you just can't help everybody. So what would be the message you would send out to Edmontonians at this point? I think the biggest thing is if you see somebody, you know, call for help, offer services if you can. I would encourage people to write to their MLAs and, you know, ask them what they're doing to support our vulnerable folks and to really draw attention to this. Um, write down that number for 211. Um, like I said, you don't got to get out of your vehicle. You see somebody who looks like they're not doing too well, give them a call and get them to check on them. If you're comfortable, pick, out a, pick up an Aloxone kit from your local pharmacy. We had the throne speech, by the way, a couple of days ago, and the province indicated they were planning on moving ahead with the creation of uh, mm. recovery communities and legislation that could force people into recovery treatment against their will. Do you have a thought on that, or is that just too political at this point? I think it's too political at this point, and I think um, if we go ahead with that, I think we'll see what, what that will do to our communities. Gotcha. Thanks, and uh, hang in there. It's uh, it's tough work. Uh, full respect for me. So uh, I appreciate taking the time to join us today, okay? Thank you, and I appreciate you highlighting this. And, and yeah, it was great chatting with you today. Thanks, Lena. Take That's care. Uh, Lena Meadows, who's the Senior Manager of Adult Programming at Boyle Street. Yeah, 118 people, as I said, and that was during the summer months.